0: Our text is in Luke chapter 19 as we continue our studies on God and who Jesus said he was. Luke chapter 19 for our text this morning. Now my father was very fond of trees. He planted hundreds of trees all over the Iroquois National Wildlife Refuge in the beginning Back in the 50s and early 60s, uh, hundreds, actually hundreds of them, spruce and pine trees and larch trees. And if you see an evergreen tree somewhere on the wildlife refuge, he probably was the one that planted it. He planted chestnut trees. He said deers love to eat chestnuts, and so he planted those. Whenever we went hunting in the swamp, his main goal was to find a tree that we could climb. So he was always pushing me when I was young up a tree somewhere in a swamp. And eventually, as he got older, I used to find a tree for him and push him up the tree. He got, had to have a tree. He would step on my knee for his first step. And he'd step on my shoulder for his second step. And up he would go with a little push from me. I remember he was in his 70s. and He wanted to go hunting, so I took him out in the swamp. And we found him a tree. And I had to push him up the tree. He was in his 70s, and I told him, I'm going to come back for you in a couple of hours, so just sit here and wait till I get back. So he was all settled in his tree. I went a little farther out into the swamp, and I got up in my tree, and through the trees and and what remained, I could see his little orange vest over in that tree. So I got up in my tree, and after the sun comes up, I had my eye on him over there. And we waited about an hour or so, and all of a sudden I saw that orange vest suddenly go down and out of sight. And I thought, oh no, he just fell out of the tree. So quickly I got down out of my tree, ran over to where he was, and when I got there he was gone. So I headed off looking for him, and he was out walking through the swamp. A few minutes later I saw him ahead of me, and I went up to him and I said, I saw you fall out of your tree, and he looked at me with a strange look. He said, I didn't fall out of my tree, I jumped out of my tree. <laughs> Not bad for a fella in his 70s. (laughs) That was the last time I ever pushed him up a tree. After that, I encouraged him to stay on the ground. But he was always a tree lover. He surrounded his house with beautiful trees, of which we today are the benefactors. Hard maple and tulip trees and Norway spruce White pine, apple trees, and chestnut trees, willow trees, and concolor firs. We live in a forest there, planted by my father, and I love each tree. In our text today, a tree plays a central role in the story a low-growing, spreading tree that grows in that hot climate of Israel and is popular there. It's a tree that's called a sycamore, different from our sycamore a little bit, but that's what they call it there. As we continue our studies on God and how Jesus revealed the truth of God to us, we come to a story that is well-known. We all learned it when we were children. It was a song that we would never forget as we learned it because we did what we called the motions that went along with the songs. And you remember the sing songs. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see And when the Savior passed that day, he looked up in the tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today. You Remember that little song? (laughs) One of the most effective ways that the Bible uses to teach truth is by example. Now, theologians are always trying to make theological statements and long explanations to teach us about God. But anyone knows that a good example is a much more effective way to teach the truth of God. And so Dr. Luke gives us a story followed by that theological statement. So let's read the story and try to gather all of its important little points And maybe we can learn something special about God. Luke chapter 19, beginning at the first verse. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature." Jesus, because of his wonderful teachings and his amazing miracles, was very popular with the common people. And so we see a very common occurrence unfolding in our story. Jesus enters the city of Jericho, and as he does, the word spreads like wildfire through the town. Jesus of Nazareth has entered through the gates. And people come out of their houses and their places of employment to get a look at this Jesus of Nazareth. And as he goes through the streets, a crowd gathers. Now in our text, it's called the press, not the press that you think of. It simply means here that the crowd pushes in closer and closer to Jesus until they are actually pressing on him. There is no social distancing around Jesus. (laughs) Oh, no, there's not. I was in a place of business the other day, and each employee was carrying around a six-foot pool noodle. And if somebody got too close, they stuck out their pool noodle to keep them a proper social distance. You can only imagine how ridiculous they all looked (laughs) around Jesus' There's no social distance. And so as the crowd grows larger and larger and closer and closer until they're touching shoulder to shoulder, and naturally Jesus' progress is slowed to a crawl. So remember that. Keep it in your mind. It will become a very important fact. But first... We now turn our eyes away from the crowd and we focus in on an individual and we look at that individual through a microscope. He is going to become the example that will be used to teach us about God. There are four essential facts given about this individual. Number one, his name is Zacchaeus. Now, if you're a careful reader of the scripture, most of the people in the gospel records who encountered Jesus were not named. The man at the pool, no name. Man born blind, no name. The ten lepers, the centurion, the Pharisee, the widow of name. All nameless characters Who met Jesus. But in this story we are told the man's name is Zacchaeus. Now also remember that. There must be a reason we are told his name. Number two, Zacchaeus was a publican. Which is another name for tax collector. He collected taxes for Rome. Which made him a traitor in most people's eyes. Publicans were considered the lowest class of people. The title, publican, was always tied to another group, publicans and sinners. They were considered one of the same. Zacchaeus was a publican, a tax collector. Number three, the third fact that we're given about Zacchaeus, that he was rich. We're told he was the chief publican, or the head tax collector. And in a city like Jericho, which was a wealthy trading center... To be the chief tax collector was a very lucrative position. No doubt he had climbed to the top of his profession. And even though he was universally hated, he had the compensation of making lots of money. And he was a wealthy man. But number four, he was little. He was short. As Uncle Ed would say, he's a sawed-off runt. Some people say that short people, small people, try to compensate by being braggadocious. I knew a little fella, so small it looked like his chest was caved in. He used to strut around and say, if you get in a fight with me, you'll know you've been in a fight. <laughs> and I used to laugh. <laughs> fight with him would have been like swatting mosquitoes, just mostly <laughs> just mostly annoying. But personally, I don't think that Zacchaeus was that way. He had lots of money, more than most people. He also could jack up your taxes anytime he felt like it. No, he didn't need to brag. He had enough power to back up his claims. So we know quite a lot about him. But today he is joining the crowds who have come out to see Jesus. And because he's so short... He can't see Jesus, who is now completely surrounded by that crowd. So let's see what he does in verse 4. He ran before and climbed up to a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Now, if you have been a careful reader, you notice something in verse 3. It specifically says... That Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus, who he was. And from that we know that Zacchaeus had never seen Jesus before. As a matter of fact, this is the only event ever told about Jesus in the city of Jericho. He may have passed through before, but nothing ever happened in Jericho with Jesus. There were cities that the Bible said Jesus did no great miracles. And the reason given was because those cities just didn't believe in Jesus. Jericho, where Zacchaeus lives, is a thriving business center. They care about making money. Therefore, Jesus never did anything special there. No healings, no teachings. They would rather make money than follow Jesus. Which is a warning to all of us. So Jesus is passing through. Zacchaeus has never seen him before. He's too short to see over the crowds. So it says he climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see. Why? Well, the natural reasonable answer is curiosity. Many people say he was just curious. But we skipped over something. We need to go back because this is a very important thing. Notice carefully it says, He ran before the crowd. Now, think back. I told you to remember. Jesus is surrounded by a crowd and he's moving very slowly because the crowd is pressing on him. And so his progress is hindered by the pressing crowd. So I want to know this. Why did Zacchaeus run? If the crowd is moving at a snail's pace, why did he run? Now, my friends, I don't run much anymore. I used to run. When I was a boy, I ran everywhere I went. Time to go outside, I ran through the door and it slammed behind me. My mother yelled, don't slam the door. I ran everywhere I went. I would run from the kitchen to the living room. It's only three feet, but I ran. There's a small boy I know. I've been watching him lately. He does a lot of running he starts out walking two or three steps, but then he's off and running as fast as he can go. I like people who run. There's something about a boy who runs. I got hope for a running boy. Now, my friends, Zacchaeus is not a boy. After all, he's the chief tax collector. He's a full-grown man. He's made a lot of money. No, he's no boy. And the crowd is slow moving. So, why does he run? If you ask him, Zacchaeus, why are you running? I think his answer would be I don't know. I just feel something, and it makes me want to run. My friends, it's more than just curiosity that makes him run and climb a tree. There's a name that was given to Jesus. It's not a nickname, it's actually a derogatory name. It was a name they called him because they didn't like what he did. It was meant to be an insult to Jesus. The religious leaders of the day had a name for him. They called him the friend of publicans and sinners. By which they meant Jesus associates with riffraff and reject of society. But Zacchaeus was a publican. Zacchaeus knew they were trying to insult Jesus by calling him the friend of publicans and sinners. But when you're a publican and universally hated for it, someone known as the friend of publicans is very attractive to you. Now I'm sure Zacchaeus heard that a long while before Jesus ever cantered into Jericho that day. And maybe that's why he runs. But I think there's more. Zacchaeus is on the top of his profession. The tax collector. He made a lot of money. But money can be a very hollow thing. And people say money can't buy happiness. I have a little piece of paper here. I found it. In Vera Clark's Bible, our old piano player, after she died, I liked it so much I put it in my Bible. I keep it there now. Listen to what it says. It says, money will buy a bed, but not sleep. Money will buy books, but not brains. Money will buy food, but not an appetite. Money will buy finery, but not beauty. Money will buy a house, but not a home. Money will buy medicine, but not health. Money will buy luxuries, but not culture. Money will buy amusement, but not happiness. Money will buy a crucifix, but not a savior. Money will buy a church pew, but not heaven. I keep that in my Bible as a constant reminder so that we never forget. Here's a man who had money but he wanted something money couldn't buy. He didn't have any friends. But if Jesus is a friend of sinners, and if Jesus is passing through Jericho, and maybe for the very first time, and I wonder if Zacchaeus wondered the same thing, I wonder if he'll ever come back here again. So why does Zacchaeus run? Somewhere down deep inside, he feels driven. He feels hope. He feels an urgency. My friends, he runs because he's excited. And that's not just curiosity. It's much more than that. And he quickly climbs up into the low branches of the sycamore tree. And with his eye, he searches through the crowd. Which one of those is Jesus, I wonder? And finally, it must be that one. It must be him. He seems to be the center of attention. And he feels his heart pounding in his chest as Jesus gets closer and closer. And now he's right under my tree. And Jesus stops and looks up Zacchaeus, (laughs) his name, Zacchaeus. Oh, he's full of emotion now. Can you feel it inside of me? Hope and joy and excitement and disbelief that Jesus stopped under his tree and stunned that he knows my name. And Zacchaeus says, he called me by my name. And I don't even know him. He called me by my name. Verse 5. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste. And come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Joyfully. He's so happy. He's coming home with me. Now watch the opposite reaction in verse 7. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. Sure enough. The crowd says, what they say about Jesus is true. He associates with riffraff and rejects of society. If he's going home with that key, he's really scraping the bottom of the barrel, and the crowd shaking their heads melts away, and they went back to their business and back to their trading and back to their money left Jesus and Zacchaeus alone. But Zacchaeus went home, set up a big spread for Jesus. It says he stood up. He's short. He's got to stand up. Verse 8, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. If I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him. Fourfold. That was the Jewish law. If you cheated somebody, you owed him four times what you stole. Verse 9. Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation. Come to my house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. Jesus said, Salvation has come. Zacchaeus is saved. He called Jesus Lord, Master. Jesus called him a son of Abraham. Abraham's children, the Bible says, are people who believe. He has believed and found salvation that day with Jesus at his house. And now here's the theological principle behind the whole story. Verse 10 For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. That which was lost. God comes seeking for us. He comes when you feel an emptiness like Zacchaeus did. He comes when you realize that whatever you've got is not enough. He comes searching for you when you need a friend. And he comes calling your name. Ask Zacchaeus now why he was running. And he'll tell you, I felt a need, and I sensed a hunger, and I heard the call, and I was drawn. So I ran, and I climbed up in the tree. And right there in that old sycamore tree, he called my name. It was an idle curiosity that made him run. God was calling when God calls, my friends, listen carefully. When God calls, He always adds this come, come here, right now. God never calls and says, come someday. God doesn't call and say, come when you can. It's always now. You come now. Heed the call, my friends. It's time to come running. He's calling your name. What a change in Zacchaeus. What a transformation. My friends, hear the truth of it. Jesus never went to Jericho again. He left Jericho and went straight to Jerusalem. And there it was that they crucified the friend of sinners and publicans. When Jesus calls and says, Come now, he may never call again. There may never be another moment so perfect And so right as right now. God came looking for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus wasn't looking for God. But he responded to the call. And someday in heaven, we'll meet a little short man. And we'll say to him, We used to sing about you. Zacchaeus was a wee little man who found Jesus up in a tree. May you respond to the call. And maybe you'll be able to say like Levi sang this morning, love reached out and lifted me and brought me to himself. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful truth about Zacchaeus, how he ran, not knowing why, but sensing the need, and how Jesus came and called his name, and we want to know that you're calling our names too, and you're telling us to come, and you're urging us to come now while you can. We thank you for teaching us these things about you and how you have come to seek and to save those that are lost and how it inspires us to believe in God and put our faith in him. Help us, Lord, to trust you with all our hearts that in these days we might be called the children of Abraham, people of faith, that we might trust in God and know him to be real in our lives. And find out that he's better than anything we've got. So bless us, we ask, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Closing, we're going to sing one of those old, wonderful old hymns. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine.
1: Standing together as we sing, on the front of your bulletin.
0: Levi, to close in a word of prayer.
1: Dear Lord, we thank you that you have been such a great and wonderful Savior, that you have called us from being sinners, that you have been the friend of publicans and sinners. We just are grateful that you have loved us that much that you know our name. We just ask, Lord, that you would help us as you are calling us this day to stand up and to go like Zacchaeus did, just as we are to go, to listen, to do it now. For we know that this opportunity may never pass by again. Help us to see the time that we live in, that these are important decisions right here and right now. We do not know what tomorrow brings. And we thank you, Lord, that you have loved us so much, that you have lifted us up, you have taken our hand, You have, even though we have not listened, but you have been calling to us. We thank you for your patience with us, and we ask for your protection. Watch over us throughout this place. Be with us as we go from this place. Bring us back to this wonderful place of refuge. We thank you for this special time we can have together. Be with us, Lord, we pray. Watch over us in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for being with us in parking lot churns on the shady side. Thank you.